And uh, we are so grateful that you're here this Christmas Eve. If, uh, if we've never met before, I'd love to meet you tonight as we celebrate Christmas together. Um, I especially want to welcome the kids in the audience. If you are 12 years old or younger, raise your hand. Okay. This service is more for you than for the grown-ups, okay? All right? Because I get to talk to the grown-ups all the time. I don't always get to talk to you kids. So I'm going to talk to you kids. Is that okay, kids? Okay. And grown-ups, you can listen if you want. So tonight we are doing Christmas Eve Eve, we're one day earlier, um, and uh, we're, we're kind of getting to the end of Advent season. And kids, Advent is just a fancy word for the four weeks that lead up to Christmas where we celebrate the different gifts that we receive through Jesus that first Christmas. And so tonight, I'm going to talk about the gift of joy as we light our joy candle uh, this evening. And uh, we're going to start by looking at a Bible verse that may be familiar to many of you, um, and it's found in Luke chapter 2. So if you have a Bible, you can open it up, and the words will be on the screen as well. And this is a time where God sent angels to talk to shepherds about some good news. So starting in verse 8, here's what the book of Luke says about these shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good noise that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find him wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Okay, I'm going to do this message in three parts. So this is the end of part one, was just reading the story about this great news that will bring joy to all the people. I'm going to invite our band to come back up, and here's what we're going to do. Did you notice at the end of that passage... It said that they went and told everybody about what they had seen and heard, right? And then they went back to their pastures, they went back to doing their jobs, and they were glorifying God and praising God for all the things that they had been told and seen. And, and what I love about that is it reminds us that when we receive this good news, we receive the joy that comes from knowing God. And just like those shepherds, we can't just keep it in, we can't just keep it to ourselves. We need to sing. We need to celebrate. So I'm going to ask you to stand if you're able to, and we're going to sing with joy, okay? And when I say sing with joy, it's not, go tell it on a mountain. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about clap your hands, dance in the aisle, bust a move. Let's celebrate because we have this good news that God has sent Jesus to us and that is something worth celebrating over. That, that last line, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. We were just singing what the shepherds uh, heard the angels singing that night. 
The shepherds filled with great joy as they got this message from, from God through these angels about that first Christmas. Now, when I think of Christmas joy, I think of a bunch of things. And so if you're a kid at heart like me, you think of the anticipation of Christmas Eve and the excitement of Christmas morning. I have three memories from my Christmas past that remind me of Christmas joy. So here's what I want you to do. Kids, are you with me? We're going to get into an imaginary time machine, okay? An imaginary time machine that looks like Santa's sleigh, and we're going to travel back in time first to 2013. And this story is about my daughter who gave me permission to share, okay? And she was, uh, she was, you know, five, right? Five years old, and uh, we were opening presents in our house back in Ohio, and she ripped open the pages of this, and she was kind of down on all fours, ripping open the pages, and she saw it. It was a puzzle, and it was a cake puzzle, and she's always loved puzzles, and so she laid down and hugged the puzzle. She was so full of joy, and we said, Kendall, do you like it? She jumped up, and she goes, I love it! And it was such an amazing memory. We'll never forget how she just proclaimed, I love it. Just Christmas joy bursting at the seams. All right, you guys ready to go back in time even further? Let's hop in our time machine. I'm going to put the the late 1900s, okay? We're going all the way back to the 1900s, okay? Boop, boop, boop. All right, we're back. It's sometime in the late 1900s. And uh, I didn't ask permission to share this story, but Adrian's youngest brother, who's now a bearded mountain man, um, was just a four-year-old little boy. And they're over at their grandparents' house, and it's Christmas Eve, and he tears open his present. And what is it? A suitcase. Yeah. And you know what he said? It's just what I wanted for years and years. He was so excited about this suitcase. I don't know if he knew what it was for, if he had dreams of travel. I don't know what was going on. But I've never seen somebody more excited to open a suitcase. It was amazing. I wasn't there. I watched it on video. Sorry. I watched it on VHS, okay? I told you we're taking a time machine. All right. Ready to go back even further, guys? Okay, we're going to go to 1987. All right, 1987, also in Ohio. We're opening up our presents and tearing through them, and they're just the most boring presents. It was like everything we opened, we're like, oh, it's just socks, and then we'd throw it on the pile, right? (laughs) Well... My parents were playing a trick on us. They were like, oh, that's all the presents. Wait a minute, there's one more over here. And so they bring out this box, and we tear through the wrapping paper, and we open it up, and this is what it was. The original Nintendo Entertainment System, the greatest video game console ever known to man. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. You kids are like, what is that? You had four buttons? That's it? Um... This was the greatest present ever. I just, I let out like a battle cry of joy. I was like, let's go. And my brother, I swear he cried tears of joy. He was just weeping. Don't tell him I said that because he can beat me up, okay? But he's probably watching the stream. Hi. Uh, (laughs) um, And it was just the greatest thing ever because this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted. It was just joy, just pure joy, just pulsing through our veins because we had gotten what we wanted. That first Christmas, was, was similar to that in many ways because these are stories about the little joys that we experience at Christmas time, the temporary joys of the gifts that we open. They remind us of the amazing gift of joy that came when Jesus was born. That first Christmas, people were in anticipation mode. Things weren't going very well for God's people, the people of Israel, and they, they were waiting. 
They were waiting like you do on Christmas Eve because you're so excited and you can't sleep, but they're waiting because they're like, we need you, God, to step in and do something. We're in trouble. We need your help. They were waiting for God to do something amazing because he had promised that he was going to send a Savior who would show us God's love in a new way, in a way that, that we'd never seen before. He had promised that he was going to take care of all that was wrong in the world through this Savior. And so the shepherds, as these angels come to them, they've been waiting. They've been saying, we, we, we don't know what to do. We just need God to act. And the angel says, you don't need to wait anymore. The Savior is here, and it's going to bring joy to all the people. The Savior is here. Then they go and they see it's true. Exactly what the angel said to them was true. There was Mary. There was Joseph. There was the baby. And they were overwhelmed. They were praising God. They were telling everybody. They were filled with emotion like my brother, just so wimpy, crying over this Nintendo that he just got. <laughs> just kidding. Don't beat me up. Uh, they, were, they were full with joy to the explosion, like my daughter when she said, I love it, or like my brother-in-law when he said, it's exactly what I wanted for years and years. They met Jesus, and when they met Jesus, they were so filled with joy that they couldn't hold it in. You see, the joy of knowing Jesus is far greater than any puzzle, any suitcase, any video game. Why? Well, because after all these years, you think I still have that Nintendo? No, that thing doesn't work anymore. You think that suitcase still exists? It's probably in a trash heap somewhere, right? That puzzle, we probably donated it at some point. I don't even know where that thing is. It's temporary joy when you receive a gift like that, but the joy of knowing Jesus is something that no one can take away from you. It won't get old. Sometimes we lose it because we misstep. We go off the path that God has us on, but you can always find it again. You won't outgrow it. And best of all, God wants you to always have it. God wants you to always have it. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But I wanted to pause right here because I get to talk to you guys a lot. I get to um, tell, tell you, you know, about Jesus all the time, and I get to tell you about my heart for this church. But our elders are amazing, and they don't always get to do that. So before we conclude our Christmas message, I just want you to hear from, from some of our elders here at Fremont Community Church because they wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from the Hayes family to all of you. Our Christmas wish for you is that this upcoming year, 2023, you would experience the presence of Jesus in new and exciting ways that you would know just how loved you are and you would grow in your love for God and for others. We love you and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Hi, FCC family. We're so grateful and blessed to spend another year with you guys. Wishing you guys all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. Stay safe. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. <laughs> I must ask you a question. But first, I must mull it over. Are you ready for Christmas? Because we are Merry Christmas! I would love to stay in chat, but I mustache. Christmas and baby <laughs> Jesus is coming are God's expression of his immense love for us. This year, FCC reached out to more people in our community. And in 2023, we, we look forward to doing more in our communities together. May God bless you all. From our family to yours, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Mele Kalikimaka. And a Happy New Year. Haole Makahikiho. 
Blessings and aloha to you, FCC family. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Our elders are truly a joy to work with, and they bring so much joy to FCC. So let's thank them this Christmas for their, their service to this church. Okay. I was talking about the joy of knowing Jesus, how it's a gift that can't be taken away. It, can't, it won't end up in the trash. God wants you to have it forever. Did you know that? Did you know that God wants joy for you, joy in your life, for your whole life? And the way to know that joy is to know Jesus. This is what James, who is Jesus' earthly brother, uh, actually said about God. In James chapter 1, he says, Every good action and every perfect gift is from God. These good gifts come down from the creator of the sun, moon, and stars. God does not change like they're shifting shadows. God decided to give us life through the word of truth. The word of truth is a synonym for Jesus. So God decided to give us life through Jesus. He wanted us to be the most important of all the things he made. James wants us to see that God is a perfectly good, he's like a perfectly good mom or dad who gives the very best gifts. And when we receive those gifts, God himself is so full of joy. He celebrates. He was so full of joy that he could give us the gift of Jesus. That gift of Jesus is so special. Jesus's name means God saves. And he's also called another name in the Bible. He's called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came here that first Christmas. God, now a human baby at that first Christmas. And he grew, grew up and lived this amazing life where he taught people what God is like. He told them about God's love. He healed people. He, he did all the amazing things that you and I were supposed to do. He walked faithfully with God all the time and loved everyone. But the world is messed up. The world is broken. Because people, all of us, can be very selfish at times. We can all be self-centered. And, and, and when we only care about ourselves, what that does is it, it turns our back on God. We don't want to hear what he has to say. We want to focus on me. And it also hurts other people. And so Jesus, eventually, because he was stirring things up, he was kind of messing with the powerful people. They had things the way they wanted it, and he was kind of changing things. And they didn't like that. And so what did they do? Well, we know from the Bible that he was arrested, that he was put on trial, and that they killed him. And it's very sad, but on the third day, he was raised again from the dead. He couldn't be stopped. He's not dead. He's still alive. The Bible tells us that he sits at, next to God in heaven. He sits at the right hand of God in heaven. He's ruler over everything that he created. Jesus did all of this. And the question is, why? It's because he loves us so much more than we could ever imagine. That's who God is. He loves you, he loves me, and he wants joy for all the people. And we can have it by knowing Jesus. So those Christmas gifts that make us happy for a short period of time, they, they give us a glimpse of true joy. But the joy of loving Jesus is a joy that can't be taken away because it is a gift that God himself gives it's a joy that comes from knowing no matter what you go through, no matter what you do, no matter what anyone else says or thinks about you, my friend Clayton likes to say this, the truest thing about you is that God loves you. No matter what else is happening in the world, 
no matter what else you've done, no matter what else anyone thinks of you, the truest thing about you, God loves you. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus that first Christmas for you. And he's pretty strong, right? If death can't even defeat him, he's pretty strong. So nothing and no one can take away the joy of knowing Jesus because his joy is too strong. It can't be defeated. It lasts forever. So how do we know this joy? And I like this simple thing. I stole this straight from Eugenia. I like this simple way of understanding it. And it's a prayer you can pray yourself. It's not a magical prayer. But it's a prayer you can pray every day because what it does is it helps remind us who we are, reminds us who God is, and it helps us keep our relationship with him close. So it's just A, B, C. A, B, C, okay? Admit, believe, choose. It's a good way to remember what, what the truth is and to be close to God so that we can experience his joy. Admit means this. Admit that God's love is a gift that we don't earn by being good. God loves us because he is good, and sometimes we don't show our love for God or others in a way that we should, but he forgives us, and he welcomes us back into the joy of knowing he's given us the gift of forgiveness. So that's A. B, B, believe. Believe in Jesus, that he lived the perfect life that I was supposed to live, that he died to forgive me for all the bad things I do and say and think, and for all the brokenness in the world. And to believe that he, raised, he was raised again from the dead so that I can have joy right now knowing that he defeated death, which means I can be with him forever and ever. And see, choose. Choose to follow Jesus each day the rest of your life. None of us do it perfectly, but we can ask him for his help. We can ask him to help us follow him, to do the things he would want us to do and be filled with the joy that knowing by trying to be like Jesus, we can actually shine a light into other people's lives and help them experience joy. The joy of knowing Jesus. It's one of the most amazing gifts we could ever receive. 